0: Welcome to Your Brand Amplified, the podcast where we interview marketers, publicists, and brands to learn their stories, what makes them tick, and tips and tricks that make a difference. I am so thrilled to welcome a multiple entrepreneur and just amazing woman with a great heart and a fantastic story. Sophia Diaz, thank you so much for being on Your Brand Amplified today. Thank you very much for having me. It is such an honor to be on your show. Thank you. Absolutely. You have done so many different things. And I know we're going to talk about your life story and your film that you're going to be bringing to the world. But before we get into that, I'd love for you to share a little bit about your background because you were born in Goa. You now live in Chicago. You've had quite the journey in your life, everything from fashion to culinary. So will you please tell our audience a little bit more about the woman behind Sophia Diaz and all of the different things that got you to where you are today?
1: What I would really like to say is that I have been really blessed with an extraordinary life. I did get to travel the world at a very young age. My mother was a clothier, so I picked up designing dresses and clothes and everything from scratch from her. I'm a dual citizen of Great Britain and the United States of America, and I'm very proud of that. You know, had it not been for the American allies, England would might have been oh. speaking in <laughs> Germany right now, but it's been an extraordinary journey for me. I picked up culinary at a very young age, mm. not by choice, but by circumstances. Growing up, uh, we were boarding school educated, my brother and I, and when we would come home, Everything came out of a can because, God bless my mom, but it wasn't her calling, mm-hmm. you know, to be in the kitchen. So everything either came out of cans or boxes. So at a very early age, I started stashing some cash under my bed mm-hmm. and <laughs> And I would use those monies that we were given to buy whatever. And, you know, decided to buy airplane tickets and educate myself into the culinary and cultural arts from Mozambique to Zimbabwe, South Africa, Kenya, India, China, Pakistan, (laughs) France, Paris switzerland england and istanbul turkey Mm -hmm. and i took all of that uh, knowledge about cuisine and turned it into my first book here which is right behind me Mm -hmm. called sabio a culinary journey so it is essentially a love story with food and i but it's also a love story with the people that i have met along my journey Mm -hmm. you know A fisherman in Mozambique that I met, and I paid him 20 US dollars. And he took me to his home, and his wife and him taught me
0: uh, how to cook fish Mozambique style. Nice. It's such a treasure to be able to do that, to learn about food. I come from a family that has, you know, military family, lived a lot of different places. My mom is from Thailand and Laos. So cooking also was a huge influence in my upbringing and having dinner parties with different kinds of cuisine. So I love the fact that you took it upon yourself to create this culinary adventure and life for yourself and then write about it and share it with us. So thank you for doing that.
1: Thank you. And what has taught me is in every part of the world, I was in the Ukraine Mm -hmm. in Odessa before the Russian invasion. I spent two weeks at an orphanage called Tikwa in Odessa, Tikwa in Hebrew means hope. Mm -hmm. And I had the pleasure of volunteering and cooking for about 300 young girls and boys. And I celebrated my birthday there and Mm -hmm. baked three cakes. And all those young children and the people of Ukraine are very close in my heart.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah, I can imagine. And so you went to boarding school. You took it upon yourself to go on a culinary journey, but you've written other books as well.
1: I have yes. Wow. Um, I wrote my autobiography, which I called Blondie Proof. It's a French title, and if when translated into English, it means bulletproof. There was a rather challenging time in my life in America and Chicago. Hmm. The person who was a former spouse and um, we generated millions of dollars working together, and I helped him, you know, build the company. And one fine morning, I was abandoned in America with very few little dollars, twenty cents, in my bank account. Oh my gosh! I actually got an alert from Citibank that that was the money. That was all I had. I had no savings account, no retirement account, no credit card. Essentially, I couldn't afford to buy toothpaste mm. if I wanted to. And it was a very frightening part of my life. And I wouldn't want anybody to be in that situation. Mm -hmm. And when I did uh, look for justice within the Illinois judicial justice system, I was told that I was not entitled to really anything at all. And I was asked to be evicted from the only home that I had The only roof over my head with three pets, hundred 165 pound Bernese Mountain Dog, Mm -hmm. who was with me as a puppy and my three cats, and we had nowhere to go. So that was the time when I decided that asking for help and sharing my circumstances with the American people, or rather the people of the world, Mm -hmm. was a good thing, that asking for help was not a sign
0: of weakness. Yeah. How did that come to be going from boarding school and this life that, you know, to Americans particularly, what we think about that, the glamour of going to boarding school, because most of us don't have that experience. We live at home, we go to the school in our neighborhoods, maybe you go to private school, but you don't go away to boarding school. And I know that's definitely something that's much more prevalent in other countries and other cultures. So you have this life, right? And you're able to travel and you're doing wonderful things. How did that take you on this journey and this path to be in this marriage, to come to America, and then the businesses that you were doing? It was, I would
1: say, circumstances. Mm -hmm. And Coming to America was a great adventure. I had traveled all across America, with the exception of Alaska and Georgia, that I have not yet been to, but I look forward to. And we had offices in almost every other state in America, building up the business and uh, being an aspect a backbone of, in every sense of that business. But I do believe that the American people have the greatest and the biggest heart that I've encountered, sadly to say, that the judicial system and the person presiding in room 3010 was not a part of the American judicial system. That person uh, basically sided with the richest person, actually the person who took all my money and abandoned me. And I believe that it is now time for the world, the judicial systems, the courts, the legal systems in the world, not just in America, Mm -hmm. but all across the world, at least the world and the countries that I grew up in. It is time for people to know what really happened in room 3010. Mm -hmm. And that should never repeat because, in all ethical and legal, Terms were brutalized in this great country of the United States of America. (laughs) It should not happen to anybody. And I did write a song about it in my album Bulletproof, Mm -hmm. and it's simply called Room 3010. And essentially, what I'm singing about is They Crucified Me. Why did they do? And how could they do? Mm -hmm. So sharing with the world is empowering. It's not about revenge or bitterness. I do not have time for revenge and bitterness in my life. No. My <laughs> life is really exciting and I'm very blessed to have so many you know, hobbies and the things that I do for people, the less fortunate people in the south side of Chicago, in the tent cities in Los Angeles, Chicago. I was recently in South India in a state called Kerala, Trivandrum, where I volunteered at a national school called Travancore with severely disabled children mm. with Down syndrome, autism, and other disabilities. And my heart is with them, and my time is for special people like that. Yeah. And I also volunteered at a home called Ama Home where the elderly abandoned. You know, I was volunteering with a gentleman who was 92 years old a former school teacher who ended his career as a social worker. And he was just abandoned by his own family. And I got to hold hands with all of these wonderful elderly people who were very just happy to see me. They wanted to touch my hand,
0: (laughs) hold my hand. Well, you can tell that despite the troubles that you've had to go through, you have this spirit that comes through that is very light and loving and generous. I mean, even though I'm just seeing you over Zoom, I can tell that and it's coming through very clearly. And what I love is that you're now choosing to share your story to help inspire other people who might have gone through the same circumstance and need to know that you can persevere and you can get out and you can achieve anything you want to and get on the other side. And that's really what I see in you and your album and your books. It's the only way to be. Yeah. Yeah. It's the only way to be. So you were a culinary chef. You've also been a fashion designer. And does fashion still play a large part in your life? Extremely. I launched my company, DS Designs, in
1: 2014 in Milan in Italy. I was living in China at that time, and I poured every ounce of my creativity into DS Designs. Unfortunately, at that time, as I was in a very extremely abusive situation, the person the former spouse then did, went above and beyond to make sure that I did not succeed. So despite trying and working hard and Diaz never really took off. So today, with the help of tremendously powerful women in the industry, such as Sherry Flatty, the CEO of Samara Entertainment, mm-hmm. Ronelle Golden, an award-winning scriptwriter, screenplay writer, director. These are the women who are with me on board and my amazing publicist, Barry. You know, this is my second comeback to launch Diaz Designs Wonderful. and the tremendous inventory that we have all across the world. It's essentially my time, Phoenix rising, I would call right. it, yeah. from the ground up. Yeah, well, you've turned your pain into your purpose. Yes, and I could not have done it without the generosity and the kindness of the American people. Mm -hmm. I love the people of America. Dave
0: adopted me, and I've (laughs) adopted them right back. Um, What are some words of encouragement that you would give to other people who have been through the situations that you've been through in your life, who've been perhaps victims of domestic violence, had everything taken from them? What are some words that you would say to them right now to give them some hope and inspiration?
1: I would say, please ask for help. Mm. There is no shame. There is no embarrassment say you know i was strategically put in a position to be a destitute Mm -hmm. by the person closest to me somebody who was supposed to love me and protect me but he and a bunch of his cronies they even ensured that all of my millions of united airlines miles were stolen from me so that i did not have the opportunity to jump on a plane and go to england or new york to friends and just say hey this is the situation I'm in. I have no money. I have no credit card. I have no money to buy groceries. So I took that decision to ask the people that I was close to Mm -hmm. for help. So I would say, please ask for help, because help can come from unexpected sources.
0: Mm. Yeah, that's beautiful. Thank you. So, what is next for you? You're relaunching Dia's Designs. You have your album and you are now getting your movie made. Yes. Introduction to the movie is One Woman
1: is the Target. Even a direct hit mm-hmm. can't keep her down, which was written by Ronelle Golden. And that describes me and the movie. I would say in every essence. Mm-hmm. We are working with a tremendously talented professionals within the industry. The music from the album Bulletproof would be implied in the movies, so we don't have to create, you know, music for the movie. Shane Brown, who is a Grammy Award-winning music engineer, Shane Brown is the person that I relied heavily on making the album Bulletproof. He was my music engineer. And we worked very closely with some of the most professional and the most sought after musicians in the world. We recorded at Tufgong Gong International Recording Studios, in the heart of Kingston, Jamaica, a country that I spent a lot of my young, teenage and adult life. I have a tremendous amount of respect and love for the people of Jamaica. I got to work with one of the most sought-after producers in the world, music producers, Mr. Clive Hunt. He produced my first single, psalm 23 and bulletproof and the movie is a psychological thriller drama inspired by a real life event and the team they sought after
0: female actresses in the industry to play my role amazing well, I can't wait to hear more about that. And for anybody who's pursuing an entrepreneurship, because you've had so many amazing opportunities and you've had so much success in different areas of your life, what are some things that you would say to the aspiring entrepreneur?
1: Hard work. <laughs> there is no secret source. <laughs> it's hard work, it's 24 seven. Just hard work and do the right
0: thing, mate. Yeah. I love that. Right <laughs> you can't go wrong. Do you have a mantra or a quote or some words of wisdom that you live by? Yes. Psalm 23, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death,
1: I shall fear no
0: evil, for thou art with me. Wow. I am just amazed at your resilience and the spirit that shines through you. And I cannot wait to see what you do next. I look forward to having you with us yeah. The entire
1: team is flying in. <laughs> Nell Golden, Jules Laval, Barry. people from England, New York, Florida. And we are having an incredible partnership soiree for the Bulletproof movie mm-hmm. in Chicago at the Quinio
0: Mansion. And I would love to see you there. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Fantastic. Is there anything else that you'd like to share with the audience today? If you can, give a
1: bit of a hand to those People who are in need, the woman sleeping at the bus stop, the man homeless who's eating out of the trash can, please reach out to them. Any act of kindness is always noticed by God.
0: Mm, Fantastic. Sophia Diaz, thank you so much for speaking with me today. And what is the best way for people to follow you on socials and your website and learn more about everything that you're putting into the world right now?
1: I would say Sophia Diaz Music. I'm distributed by Zojak Worldwide, a music distribution company based in Florida in about 22 countries. And my social
0: media is DS Design Fashion or Sophia DS. Perfect. Thank you so much. I love speaking to entrepreneurs, especially when they have such inspiring stories. So it was a real pleasure to have you on today. And Thank you very much. Absolutely. Thank you to the audience for coming back for another episode of Your Brand Amplified. And please do follow Sophia on her socials, check out her website and learn more about her inspiring journey and story. And with that, I will see you again in another few days. Want more? Check out Amplifywithanica.com or follow me on socials at Amplify with Annika.